The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, listener. Do you like scary movies? What's your favorite scary movie? Well, Jay and Mike like scary movies, too. You should go and subscribe to their podcast. We watched a movie. Because if you don't, I'll gut you like a... Well, I think you get the idea. Enjoy yourselves while you still can. This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Hey guys, welcome back to the We Watched a Movie podcast. I am Mike. Jay could not be here today, but we wanted to start putting more stuff on the podcast for you guys. The video version of this will be on our Patreon. If you're in- interested in that, the link is down below. But yeah, uh, sorry for the lack of podcast content lately, but that is going to change for sure. Uh, the way that the show is going with the formats now, we're doing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night live streams. And then in the days in between and every once in a while, whatever news stuff we're not going to get to on the live shows, uh, we'll, we'll be doing in podcast form. The video version of these will be available on our Patreon for the $3 tier and up. So get that in the link below if you're interested in that, as well as a litany of other videos that we've done only for Patreon, Loomis messages. Uh, as the tiers go up, we've got monthly commentaries. We've got live stream hangouts, guys, all sorts of stuff on our Patreon. So if you're listening to this and you want to join in on that, you can. If you're not and you're on the Patreon, enjoy staring at my ugly face. <sighs> Sorry about that, Jim. But no, uh, I want to talk to you guys about, I wanted to do reviews for two things today, actually. And just talk about uh, really quickly what's been going on in the news. The Tonight, by the way, we do have Friday Night Fights. We're doing the best horror comedy of all time, 9 p.m. Eastern on the channel, on the YouTube channel. Um, that's going to be super fun. Got Shaun of the Dead, Rise of Leslie Vernon, what we do in the shadows. It was really hard to come up with the Friday Night Fights this week. I don't know why. I just I, I literally sat for like three hours trying to figure out what the hell to do for Friday Night Fights this week. I just could not think of the perfect thing. A lot of ideas sound good, but then you put them to paper and you're like, this makes no fucking sense. It's going to get confusing, like soundtracks or whatever. Like, oh, this is going to score versus the soundtrack. People aren't going to know it. I literally would do, I would have fun doing like a, just to pick the best scream song from a soundtrack ever. I could do that, but then a bunch of people wouldn't know that. There's just so many things that go into it once you sit down and you start to see it. It's really hard to come up with the right thing. And I know a lot of people wouldn't go back to the bracket thing, so we're doing that uh, with uh, horror comedies. I think that's going to be super fun. I'm really jacked to the tits about it. And I have a snap of my Coke Zero there. That's not an advertisement. I just like Coke Zero. That's just tasty. And you know what I miss about Coke Zero? I miss Coke Zero at the movie theaters, which is the biggest piece of news that came out betwixt our last live stream uh, with the Hellraiser news and stuff like that. And tonight, obviously, we're not doing news. So that's one of the one of the things I want to talk about was HBO Max. As you probably know right now, we did an article about it on WeWatchMovie.com. They are releasing straight to HBO Max on the same day of theatrical release, basically every movie in Warner Brothers schedule. The Matrix 4, Mortal Kombat, 
conjuring the devil made me do it while drinking juice in the hood in South Central Compton. What is it? Don't be a menace while drinking your juice in the hood. Don't be a menace in South. I can't remember it. It was close enough. It was some mix of that. You get the joke. Maybe. Male motherfucker. But yeah, I, 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 it's, is it bad news for movie theaters? Maybe it is. Does it mean the end of the movie theaters? Fuck no, it doesn't at all. Even the movie theaters have been like, hey, look, we'll revisit this um, vaguely. But they've been like, we'll revisit this when you know all this is over. Because look, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. This shit's still happening. People are still on lockdowns. My county I'm living in right now is in a red area or whatever it's called. Me and Jay were doing the show remotely. Like this, this, this is still happening. But there is a vaccine around the corner. And you guys know me and Jay disagree about what's going to happen, whether or not theaters will live on. But I'll just say this. I think I think it's a good thing for the next year. I think it's a really good thing for the next year. That, And you know why? It's because we have a solidified schedule of movies now. No matter what happens. And, and, and apparently a, they're going to distribute the vaccine in waves. You're going to get healthcare workers first starting as early as December 15th. They're going to go with older and high-risk people a few months later. And then people who uh, just everybody else kind of we're looking at maybe the summertime as far as it just becoming like, you know, if you're under the age of 40 or whatever, and you don't have any high risk things and you're not a, a, a retail worker, all that stuff like that. Like the last wave that we start to get to just literally everybody is by summertime. So, you know, summertime, you're talking about before everything is the vaccines even distributed to everybody. We're talking about next year, summertime, even though things hopefully will get better slowly but surely up until then. But the point is, the point I'm trying to make is that it's a good thing because now we can for sure get Wonder Woman. We can for sure get The Suicide Squad. We can for sure get The Matrix 4 and all these other great movies. Everything on Warner Brothers' schedule is going to come out. Fuck you, COVID. You can't stop it. It's happening. It's not, it, it could be a bad thing for the movie theaters again because you know this is a big step towards releasing mo movies straight to your TV. But for the next year, it's really nice. Like We're going to have that normalcy. No matter what happens, we're definitely going to have the normalcy of at least Warner Brothers' big hit movies, Godzilla vs. Kong, all that shit, which is like the most theatrical movie ever. It, it, you're going to be able to watch it. They're going to come out as scheduled. And I think that that's a really, really good thing. I think it's nice to at least have a little bit of normalcy. So, And I think the theaters will be okay. Because I'm a positive thinker, motherfuckers. So I think it's awesome. And I can't wait to see Mortal Kombat, by the way. That's going to fucking rock. Now, do I want to see some of these movies in theaters? Yeah. Will I? Maybe. I don't know how safe I'll feel right when that, that stuff comes around. And for me, it's pretty easy around here. You just go, you look up your app. If you want to go see a movie, you look up your app on your phone right before the movie starts and you can see how many tickets have sold. The last movie I went to go see was The New Mutants. And I go straight directly in. I look at my app. I see that one other person has bought tickets. I buy the tickets. I have it on my phone. I walk in. I don't go to the concession stands or anything. I don't act, interact with a single human being from, from the door to the seat. I sit in my pre-planned seat way far away from the other people in there. And it was safer than I am going to get groceries. Now, that's not the situation for everything, especially with big releases and stuff like that. Friday night uh, releases and these bigger movies because they're also going to release theatrically as long as the theaters are open. But could could be not that far from it. You could still maybe see it in a theater during the daytime or something like that when nobody's there. 
for a release that you really want to see, you know, like Kong versus uh, Godzilla or something. It's like, because that's again, that's one you want to see on the big screen if you can help it. But obviously, you got to do so safely. Excuse my sniffles and stuff. I'm still trying to get over COVID. Um, no, I'm kidding. I got tested. Whatever it is that's going on, winter in Kentucky. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's cool, man. I think it's exciting news. And buddy, HBO Max just became the best fucking streaming thing you can get. Like it's it's got its foot on the neck of everybody now. And I kind of like that because as pissed off as I was about HBO Max at first, not being able to put it on my smart TV and all that, uh, I have it on the Xbox in here now. But they got the best old movies. Something we do on the on the website, uh, just put it out the other day, is, is sometimes on the first of the month, we'll go through different streaming services and post what movies they have and what our recommendations are and all that stuff like that. And by the way, later in the show today, we're going to be reviewing uh, HBO Max's Heaven's Gate show, uh, the four-part miniseries, a true crime kind of. That's crazy. Fun. And then on the flip side for Netflix, uh, got a little short, short, very short make review coming up. But, and again, we'll, we'll talk about all this while we're hanging out tonight on Friday Night Fights. But I think HBO Max is the best of them all because it's got, even though the layout kind of sucks, as somebody said on the, in the We Watch Movie Facebook, the, the old, what I love about streaming services is just going through, when you first had Netflix at first and you'd sit there for hours, it felt like you'd spend more time browsing and looking at the movies than you actually watching the movies and it's like it's like buying a gigantic movie collection at one time the first time you got netflix it was like oh my god it's like walking into a back cave full of movies and that that really went away i mean now all they do is they take off the same 27 movies and then they put them back on two months later and they just it's a revolving door of the same shit there's never anything except for original projects to get excited about and depending on who you are only 10 percent of those projects really interest me you know, if it's a new horror movie that's coming directly to Netflix or, you know, something like The Irishman or or whatever, or a show. Um, Netflix has kind of become the comfort streamer. Like, it's like everybody has it. You don't really even think twice about whether or not you're going to renew it. But here comes HBO Max and like, it's, it's they got the HBO backlog. They got all this shit. You know, they have so many old school movies. They have so many action movies. They just put the Final Destination entire franchise on there. They just put all three Crow movies on there. That's the kind of old school shit I like. I like feeling like I'm in a virtual video rental store. So, yeah, I'm psyched for HBO Max. I think it's a good thing. But let us know what you guys think um, about it. Uh, well, can we post the article on the Facebook so you can go to our Facebook and do it there or on Twitter or we watch the movie? Excuse me. Sorry. I keep forgetting not to sniff in the damn phone. It's always fine until I start talking a whole bunch. Then I'm like, oh, I did my best. But no, uh, other news. I don't know a lot about this, but they just announced that. Oh, shit. What's his name? What's his name? I know his name. I know his name. He's a good actor. Uh, they just announced for the, the game, uh, the movie for the game of Metal Gear Solid. Uh, it'll take me two seconds. Oh, fuck. I, I know his name. I just can't. It's, it's escaping me now that I have to talk about it. Um, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, super good actor. A most violent year. If you're into mob movies, it's like a super slow, but really good uh, mob-ish kind of movie. Really enjoyed him in that one. His character in Star Wars never amounted to shit, in my opinion. Not what it could have, but 
he's going to be playing Solid Snake in the live action Metal Gear Solid movie, which I ran at Metal Gear Solid once and I played it for a little bit. Never really got into it. But man, when you look at him, his face and and Solid Snake next to each other, that's amazing casting. It's an excellent fucking job. It looks dope as shit. So I'm sure that everybody that loves uh, Metal Gear Solid is going to be pumped about that. That's just awesome. Awesome casting. But anyway, into the reviews I wanted to do today. Give me just one second. I might go. Do exactly as I say, and you will not know death. By killing themselves, they ensured their immortality. They signed out. Hasta la vista, baby. People say, who do you think you are? Is this a cult if I ever heard one? Yes, it is. It's a cult. I mean, it's the cult of cults. We'll see you in our next session. If you're into true crime, if you're into cult shit, if that dude's face scares the shit out of you the way that it scares the shit out of me. And if you if you're just listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you're around my age, you saw the face on like Time Magazine and all that shit when we were growing up. It's the old dude, the old really old guy with the shaved head, uh, the people who wore the Nikes and did the mass suicide. And this guy's video started coming out when he's like talking to them about jumping into the spaceship and all this wild, crazy shit. The guy's face scares the shit out of me. I mean, the first time I saw his face on, on a magazine cover on the news when this happened when I was a kid, I was scared shitless. I had shivers up my spine. That guy's face always freaks me out. It's probably the scariest human face I've ever seen in my life. I don't know why. He just looks like a sweet old guy, right? There's something freaky going on there. I, I, I can't believe people didn't see it, which I guess some people did. I mean, am I crazy in this? I never heard anybody really talk about this. The guy... They don't even have to add all the X-Files shit to it. Just that guy in a fucking grocery store shopping for salmon. I'd see him and I'd probably drop my basket like Kevin McAllister in Home Alone and run home crying. That guy's face fucking scares me, man. I don't know. So that and intertwined with the fact that I love cults. Uh, I love the psychology of cults. I just like how fucking freaky they are. I'll be honest. Uh, and HBO Max, I asked them for a screen of this. Of course, I just got it because I didn't think about it until like the day before it came out. So it's actually out now. You can watch this. It came out yesterday on HBO Max. And it's just a four-part documentary into they're talking to a bunch of former members of Heaven's Gate, which again is a cult of 39 people, the biggest mass suicide on American soil still to this day, I believe. And what these people were was they were a cult who ended up committing mass suicide together because Haley's Comet was coming around the earth and they believed that their human bodies were just vehicles. And they call them this multiple times. Their human bodies were just, bodies were just mir miracles. Uh, they are miracles, by the way. Your human body is a, is a miracle. But uh, their human bodies were vehicles and that they were going to evolve into a higher being basically aliens and they decided that this spaceship was going to pick them up when they left their vehicles behind and they never really knew during this whole time when it was going to happen how it was going to happen they had been predicting the end times for the world for some time but when they did the mass suicide things weren't going that great people were starting to make fun of them more than ever they weren't recruiting new members that good everything was just kind of like yeah it's kind of stale the leader's getting older doe and uh his his partner in all this t 
we'll get to why they they named themselves that um had had passed a while back so he's sort of at this point getting instructions from her and he believes that she's on a spaceship behind Haley's comet because there was a debunked rumor that there was something that seemed like it was tailing along with the comet at the time. So he decides in the midst of everything in the cult, not going that great, you know, numbers are down. You got to get those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. He decides that, you know, as he's getting older and his vehicle is falling apart itself, that it's time to do this, that it's time to leave the earth, which he loathes. He thinks this is a disgusting, horrible place. And he, you know, depending on how you feel about the current situation, he didn't know about 2020 yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck. But, you know, and I joke and I joke and I, as much jokes as there are to be made here, I understand there were 39 lives lost. Granted, that's what those people wanted. That's what they wanted to have happen. So I feel like the, it's a weird bubble there of like, <laughs> how long has it been versus the situation? And, and you know, it, it's, some of it's just fucking wackadoo. It, it's just, it's fucking wily and it's wackadoo. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. It definitely is. But the documentary itself, it's really, really good. I, I thought they, they put the information together really well. They're talking to former members, people who have left. And some of these people who have left are still into it. Like, the most fascinating part of all of this is when they get into the, the cult's rules, how they did the things that they did. One of the guys in particular had only left the group because he really needed to jerk off. That's true. Uh, so with all these cults, you always have a sex thing, right? You got There's always the sex thing. Well, what's the sex rules? You're fucking shit <laughs> what's your what's your fucking sex rules that's the first thing i need to know when i'm thinking about joining this cult this guy gonna bang does he have to impregnate my wife am i allowed to have a wife what's gonna happen here in this cult um doe was allegedly homosexual but he didn't like that part of himself uh so it it wasn't a, it was there wasn't a sex thing there was a, a shame in the sex thing they, they didn't believe in sex. Uh, they didn't believe in sexual thoughts. They didn't believe in masturbation. They didn't believe in any of that stuff. None of it. And you weren't allowed to do it. But, oh, man, does it get fucked up, how they go about this. Uh, at one point, he tells this young Chipper Jones cowboy-looking dude who was also, I think, not, yeah, who was homosexual as well, um, that he's not allowed to be in his presence anymore he has to go to another tier because he was giving him naughty thoughts uh at another point they unveil that if you had oh this is the crazy shit if you had nocturnal emissions think about it they have everybody in this place guys and girls now when they found the bodies originally they, they said oh my god all males they're they're all males here that have died uh, but they didn't realize there was more females than there were males who committed suicide. They had just cut their hair into bowl cuts because they wanted everybody to look sexually unattractive. They wanted everybody to look genderless. And that's what we're dealing with here. So everybody, at one point, a guy woke up in the morning and was asked to do a meeting and was talking too deep. And Bo was like, hey, you need to watch that masculine fucking voice of yours. You need to tone that shit down. You need to sound more ladylike. Actually, don't sound ladylike either. That's too ladylike. We need you to be right in the middle. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's just how I imagine that conversation going. Anyways. They actually had a towel. A cum towel. For when you had your nocturnal emissions. Cream dreams. Yeah. They happened so often because they weren't allowed to pirate wrestle a pirate that they had to they had a for one, I, I hope it wasn't a community towel. Because <laughs> that's just unsanitary, you know. But what gets even more fucked up is they put a sign-in sheet next to it. Mm-hmm. If you <laughs> If you, you ever been to like a Speedway bathroom, you just had to take a taco shit and you go to the Speedway bathroom and there's a fucking thing on there that's like, hey, make sure you clean these toilets every half an hour. Make sure you clean these fucking toilets. Well, <laughs> they have this for just in your pants. Nocturnal emissions. Nocturnal emissions. That is some, that's some clever wordplay as I tweeted on Twitter. Wow. Wow. Anyways, one of the guys leaves because he just wakes up one day. He's like, Oh God, a jerk. <laughs> I gotta fucking do it. I gotta do it. I gotta have it. He said he turned on MTV one day. <laughs> and it was the, I think it was the nineties, right? Or the eighties turns on MTV. And he's like, Oh man, I was doing so good. Damn Shakira shaking those hips. He starts, you know, buddy whack it. And then he he has to leave. And the only reason he wasn't with the group is because he left because he, in a sense, couldn't control his, his urges. But he still, to this day, and I, I, don't, I don't blame him, man. I couldn't do it. No way. No way. I explode. And not just literally, but my whole body would explode. I would, you would not want to know me. Forget not having your coffee. Wow. They just needed Matthew McConaughey from Wolf of Wall Street to walk in there and explain to him how, how important it was to keep balance. But it got real fucked up because at one point, they were castrating each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were castrating each other. And it was Bo's idea at first. And then they couldn't go to like a hospital or anything because that would be, you know, they'd be like, you're fucking, you're a wackadoo. No. What they do is they do it themselves. They have somebody who's a nurse there and they cut the dude's sack off and they took his balls out. They took his fucking balls out. And then the dude's balls started to swell. And the guy started moaning and they had to take him to a hospital. But first they called a priest. They called a priest on the phone. And they're like, hey, man, we really can't take this dude to the hospital because we cut his nuts off. You've done something like this, right? And the I mean, that's not how they said it. They couldn't tell them what happened. They were just like, hey, you got any, hey, pre, you're a priest, right? You got any experience with cutting people's balls off? And he, he was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Jesus Christ, I'm fucked up, but I'm not that fucked up. And um, I don't, I'm not saying all priests. I'm just saying that particular made up priest that I was saying. Uh, what a crazy, wild time, right? And they were obsessed with Star Trek, too. There's so much information in this. I don't want to give it all away. Those are just the highlights. Those are what really stick. And uh, it really gets good around the third episode. 
So make sure you stick through the first two episodes. They're not bad. They just, they're laying the groundwork. And if you already know a lot, you already know a lot. But man, when they start showing the footage of these people's last days, it is freaky. It is fucking freaky, man. Because not only are they talking about, and really some of these people I don't feel bad for at all because you're just shitty fucking parents. I'm just going to be honest with you. You're a shitty fucking parent. There's so many of these people that like, because one of the cult's rules was you got to leave all your kids behind. You got to leave no family contact, none of that shit. Now, if you wanted to leave the cult and come back, they would let you. They would let you. But at the same time, the general rule was like, no, but when you're in the cult, you can't talk to family. So you got people like parents, like a mom and dad that would just like leave their kids, their kid. There's one girl that's talking about it. They just leave her. I got to go be with this fucking cult. Fuck you. You'll be all right. I got to become an alien. Fuck out of here. And then I'll save that. That's kind of a spoiler. I I don't want to say none of this is a spoiler because it's all true story, but. There's something revealed about one of the main leading members via letters after all this is over with that they find out and she was full of shit. She was full of shit. And it's in the very last episode. But, man, it's an excellent show. It's an awesome show. I definitely say true crime, cult people, alien liking people definitely check it out super creepy at the end because they're showing this footage of these people's last days and they're doing like talent shows and shit and they've got all this footage of this main the old the face of it the creepy dude that's there uh he's he's talking a shit ton they explain how they how they got their money to do their cult they explain how they traveled around they explain all of it uh, to details and they have footage of these people going to these communities and talking to these people and trying to get them to join their cult and they show these people being like what the fuck one guy was like what makes you all so special like what's the difference between this and christianity except for the the wacky alien shit like what did you come up with that was so great they get so pissed off about it they're like well i don't want you to join my cult anyway okay <laughs> fuck you i'm taking this bye i went to the jim carrey sniff and i almost you know snotted all over everybody dear god when does it end but um the the footage is, is pretty wild you know people getting angry at him people walking out <laughs> at the end and, and the way that these people look with their bowl haircuts they basically just look like the cast from um uh big bang theory <laughs> like the cast of, of Big Bang Theory with their bowl cuts and their shirts buttoned all the way up. Like it's a lot like in these auditoriums trying to talk people into their cults. They're like, yeah, it's a lot like Star Trek. It's a lot like Star Trek. Only you have to leave your family behind. And they all love Star Trek, by the way. They fucking love these people love Star Trek. It's a great show. But super weird, man. Awesomely entertaining to watch this. Heartbreaking at times. And uh, they got a lot of video, a lot of lot of lot of lot of shit. Totally worthwhile. I give this as a true crime thingy. I give it a nine out of 10. Four episodes, last two episodes, best episodes. Don't give up after the first two, although those aren't boring by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so yeah, Heaven's Gate, HBO Max. You're going to get it anyways because all this shit that's coming out, you're not missing all those fucking movies, Jim. And by the way, some we didn't talk about, I, I think it's free, right? I don't think you have to pay extra for the movies. I could be wrong about this because several people have asked me. And I'm like, I thought it was free. I thought they would have to mention it. It'd be like for $9.99 or $30.99 if you're Disney. But man, if those movies are fucking free, how bad did they just dick slap Disney in the face with their fucking Mulan $36.99? Fuck out of here. But yeah, check out Heaven's Gate on HBO Max. All right. Last thing. <coughs> Excuse me. The last thing I wanted to talk about 
before we hang out tonight, about seven hours, is Mank. Or as I've been saying it, Mank. I don't know. I, I say it like a duck quacking. Mank, Mank, Mank. On Netflix. Didn't get a screener for this one. Apparently, we weren't cool enough. I'm kidding. I don't give a fuck. We don't give a screener. Don't give us a screener. I haven't gotten them in eight years. Why start on the ninth year? But uh, first off, David Fincher, you all know my favorite director of all time. Absolutely love his movies. I love the way they look. I love the way he gets the best out of his actors. I love how kind of crazy he is. May not be the, and I don't know this, but from a lot of other people's assumptions, may not be the best guy to go have a beer with, but I sure would like to just to pick his brain. But I used to think I could watch David Fincher direct a potato. But they just they just took all the David Fincher stuff I love out of it, in my opinion. First off, I love the cinematography of Fincher movies. I know, I know he's not the cinematographer, but I just love the grays and the blues and the darks and the way his movies look. I could just sit in that world forever. I love the Atticus um, Ross and Trent Reznor scores of his movies, but this is taking it back to the old school, right? The movie's about the um, the writer of Citizen Kane, the movie, and it's it's all in black and white. So all of my favorite, my color verse that I love so much about the Fincher universe, this might sound dumb to some people, but this is just me personally, is gone. I don't get to enjoy that. And I just, it's just, I'm the wrong demographic. I can look at a movie and I can appreciate, hey, these actors are all really good. They're, they're all doing a great job. There's nothing wrong with the acting. There's nothing wrong with the direction. There's nothing wrong with the performances. There's nothing fucking wrong with Mank whatsoever, except for I don't care about the story. I don't care. I don't care about old Hollywood. There's once upon a time in Hollywood, you know, that's different. You know, they tied in Charles Manson. There's something about those characters that I could still relate to um, where they just changed up shit and they made it weird in that movie. Whereas I couldn't give it a, a daily, I'm just being honest, I couldn't give it a daily fart about 60s Hollywood before they made it really interesting. They brought out the cool parts of it. They brought out the culty stuff. They brought out the, you know, and it's, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll and all that. And I get that. And that's not what makes about. It's about the politics behind the industry. It's about, you know, interpersonal struggles and all that. And I understand that. And I respect that. And with every fiber of my being that I want to love the shit out of this fucking movie. I mean, wanted to. Uh, my favorite director in the world spent years making it. <laughs> I wanted to love it. I keep pointing at the fucking TV that I watched on. Like, why didn't you give me what the fuck I wanted? But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, character of Mank annoyed me. Didn't really like the cut of his jib. I didn't like really any of the characters in the movie. I don't know if that's the point. I couldn't get over the barrier of just getting into it. So I can't really get philosophical or psychological about it. Probably shouldn't even be reviewing it, which is why this is going to be short. Uh, I just wanted to give my my short little opinion on it because I did sit through and watch it. So yeah, I do get to fucking review it, even though I knew twenty minutes in probably it's like this is not this is not for me. I just don't care about the subject material. And I don't know. I mean, I'm a f film nerd in a way, but I'm just not the kind of film nerd that appreciates this. And I'm sure there'll be other people like me and there'll be a lot of people not like me. A bunch of people love the movie. They thought it's great. Obviously, and once again, I want to say I was rooting for Fincher. Love his actors. Love his movies. Love the way he makes films. And um, 
there's nothing wrong with it except for I could just care fucking less. And for someone who could care less about old Hollywood, about the politics, the behind the scenes stuff, the actresses, the the writers, the directors, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to pull you in, uh, in my opinion. So I'm not going to give a score for Mank. I'm just going to say that I didn't enjoy it at all. And I'll never go back to, to watch it myself. But I think other people will be able to enjoy it. So if that's you, if you have an interest in that subject material, I think you'll like it. I just didn't like the character of Mank. I thought he was kind of a snooty girl. And I don't mean that as an offense to girls. He just seemed kind of fucking whiny to me. Um, couldn't really sympathize with him. I know I'm supposed to, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I missed the fucking point. Maybe I'm just too dumb for the movie. I'm fine with that. I'm fucking fine with it. I'm okay with it. I wanted to like it. I didn't. Fuck me. Hope you did. Uh, so I won't give it a score, but that's just how I feel about Mank. But I absolutely recommend checking out Heaven's Gate. Watch that shit. That is good shit. That's good TV, man. And get HBO Max, for fuck's sake. They got every fucking movie coming out next year on it. No reason not to. But yeah, uh, that's that's it for me, guys. I just want to talk about those things. My cold is trying to strike the front of my face again. So I'm going to go dip it in a bucket of ice. Will that make it worse or help it? I don't fucking know. But it's, it's been a joy hanging out with you guys, as always. Got all this movie shit off my chest and betwixt videos. And again, this video version of this is available on our Patreon, as well as a slew of other disgusting and awful things. So definitely check that out. And thanks for hanging out with me. If you guys watch this, if you listen to this, we are a part of the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Thank them. Thank, thank, thank those guys for helping us uh, out, for putting us on their awesome network, along with a slew of other, of other, I can't fucking talk all of a sudden, of other awesome podcasts. And I hope you guys have an amazing Friday. Uh, if you're Monday through Friday, congratulations. The weekend is here. And tonight, don't forget, at 9 p.m. Eastern, live, we party. It's going to be a great time. Love your fucking faces. Have a great Friday, everybody.